All right, all right, what's the deal? I know y'all probably sitting back thinking, who is this? I think I know who it is, but I'm not quite sure. And that's my bad. I'm sorry for leaving you all for so long. But y'all know we've been in some type of a crisis or whatnot, whatever you want to call it. So I'm just checking in on you to see how you've been holding up. You've probably been out of a job. You probably had a whole bunch of time on your hands. Your kids probably at the house. And just let you know, I'm praying for everybody who's off right now. I know I don't want to make it seem like I'm making just too light of the situation that we're currently in. You know, I just want to try to change the climate a bit. So God is looking out for everybody. I hope we're taking this time to reset, readjust, you know, dig up those old ideas and see what God is trying to tell us. See what's going on during this Corona Rona Bing Bang. Last time I left you, I had my kids on with me because, you know, like I said, they're at the house. Need to find something for them to do other than play video games all day. You know, <laughs> a lot of us realizing how difficult teachers had it because now we have to take on the roles of parents working and teachers not saying that we shouldn't have been teaching our kids in the first place but this a whole new level when we're actually like teaching teaching and whew, it's something else but let's just dive right into it how y'all been holding up i know you really can't answer me back but you know how are you holding up Every day you turn on the TV, you hear some more statistics about Corona, this being shut down, that being shut down. Put on a mask. Don't put on a mask. Wear this mask. Wear that mask. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit depressing. You know, I'm glad we got to the point to where you can go to the store and find a roll of toilet paper on the shelf. Things are still kind of scarce, but the necessities you can go in and get you know, if you can't get into the store, because some stores letting 10 in, 10 out, all the dance moves on the floor that have social distancing. So we're going to see how this works, because, well, in Houston, at least things are supposed to be opening up within a few weeks. Well, at least opening up in phases. So we'll see how that works, because what I really want to know is, although we're, we may or may not open back up. Whenever we do, are people going to be comfortable with contact anymore? Are people going to be so used to not touching and having physical contact that when we actually are allowed to go back out, that no one wants to, no more daps, no more handshakes, no more hugs? Or are we going to go back to life as it was before like nothing ever happened? Now, I can say that I've noticed this is the great equalizer. And what do I mean when I say that? I mean... Rich or poor, it doesn't matter. When things shut down, it didn't matter if you had $1 or $1 billion. You still couldn't buy a roll of toilet paper. You still had to fight somebody for the last pack of wieners. You know, but now, hey, things are starting to improve. So hopefully everybody out there can get those necessities. If not, look out for your neighbor. It's a time also 
Call your friends. Call your family to see if it's things that they couldn't get. And if you can get it from wherever on your side, look out for them, you know. Pick up the phone. Call somebody. Don't just trade off this time off of work. And, well, let me rewind. I believe that this is a time that God has given people to restore some things, to fix some things, to get themselves together. And in that restoration thing, I'm saying stuff like marriages and maybe parent-child relationships. Because a lot of times, married people can trade in time that they will spend with each other on basketball games, on sports, on clubs, on going out. And it's a whole lot of other things we could give our attention to other than our spouse. And now people are being forced to spend time with each other in a way where they don't have any other thing else to do but acknowledge that other person. So what I'm hoping is that in this time where we should be rebuilding and re-getting to know our spouse, that we're not trading in basketball and clubs and going out for Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and things like that. While I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, don't just trade off one idol for another. Men, take this time to get to know your wife. You may say, I already know my wife. Well, I'm pretty sure it's some things you can do better. It's some things about her you didn't notice. It's some things about her that she's changed, she's grown, she's matured in that you might have missed because you were so bogged down by other things. I'm pretty sure some things your kids have grown in and matured in that because of all the other things in life that you are a bit bogged down in. Now is that time to see your wife in a different light, see your kids in a different light. If you felt like you didn't want to be around her for whatever reason because she irritated you, now is that time for you to really sit down and see, okay, does whatever I said irritate me really irritate me or was I tripping? What am I running away from? It's also a time for you to reevaluate yourself because a lot of times you could get caught up in the rigmarole of life. Yeah, rigmarole. You don't get to use that every day. So I'm glad I get to throw that in there. But back on topic. It's not every day you have this time to reflect and really think about yourself and do a true assessment. Because the thing that I realize a lot of people don't do is a true self-assessment. They may assess themselves, but a lot of people assess themselves wrong. And I'm not saying this to say we should look down on ourselves, but what I am saying is we should realistically evaluate ourselves. Even if you don't tell anybody the outcome of your own evaluation, find your negative spots, find your gaps, because we all have them. And me as a praying man, I ask the Holy Spirit to help me find my gaps. Where am I falling short in every area of my life? You know, as a man, the hats that I wear as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a minister, as all these things, show me my gaps in every area because maturity is something that's ongoing. You can reach a point where you are considered mature, but you never stop maturing. Well, at least you never should. 
There's always ways you can get better in every portion of your life. So this is the time for you to look at yourself and say, okay, where am I falling short? What is it that I could do better in every area of your life? And I would suggest that you write these things down. Buy yourself one of those yellow legal pads and go for what you know. Just start marking off categories, hitting them with each hat that you wear, husband, Write down where you're coming up short. Father, write down where you're coming up short. Brother, sister, uncle, not sister because we're talking about from the man aspect, but if you're a woman, sister, you know. And off subject, where everybody buying up all the weights? You know, maybe I was just late to the party just thinking, hey, you know, we stuck in the house, I'm going to buy weights. All the weights gone. All the weights gone out the store. All the weights gone offline. All the weights going off the peer-to-peer things. So what I'm saying is, when corona is over, we better have a society full of swole people. Because at least if I go out the house and I see everybody on earth is swole, they just got beefed up during corona, I feel a little better. But if we come out the house and nobody looked like they ever even touched the weight or knew what a weight was, I don't, I'm going to feel some type of way about that for the simple fact of why are you buying all the weights if you're not going to use them? Or is this the same people who buy gym memberships and never go to the gym and they just sit on equipment? Are you the same person or are you the same people who just buying up all the weights just because, I, I don't know, you got a, a fitness fetish. You just like, you know, fitness equipment. I don't know, but back on, t- back on subject. I just had to get that off my chest. So, again, I hope that everybody is using this time to properly evaluate themselves. And when you properly evaluate yourself, you may feel a little depressed at first because you thought that you were this awesome, great person, and you realize that while you're still an awesome and great person, it's a few areas that you need to improve on. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. The fact that you can realize that you do need to improve on some things. So I do hope that you are using this time to do that. Have you some fun. Enjoy the time off. But be prepared. This is a moment that you've been given where the world has literally been put on hold. The world, not just the country, but this is worldwide. So what I'm saying is, I hope that you're taking this time to really be ready for when things ramp back up, whatever idea, whatever plan that God gave you that you just threw at the back of the closet or anything you let just hit the ground that you were supposed to be doing, that you're taking this time to breathe new life into those things or to start something that you've been meaning to start, but you never had the time. This is God giving you that time. So when the world ramps back up and you have to go back to your normal life, meaning you don't have the time that you have now, then you could do that and you could be ready. Now, a lot of people are looking at this pandemic as just a bad thing, which by nature in itself it is because People are getting sick and people are dying. However, again, like I say, to breathe some life into this and take it off of the humdrum mode that it seems like people are in, this is also a time, like I said, that 
the earth is paused. We are basically in a standstill in some type of bizarro world. So you have this time now to get yourself together. After this, there will be no excuses. There's no way where you could say, I didn't have the time. I didn't know what to do. I was so busy. You are not that busy now. And while I know some of us still have to go to work, you still have a sense of, you know, time slowing down because though you may still have to go to work because you're essential personnel and essential workers, shout out to all the essential workers out there, God be with you. You still have this time to where the earth is still seeming to be slowing down. So you have time for you to prepare and to do things and to get things off the ground. Please do not waste this time. And I've never just been the biggest social media person. I'm shifting into a new thought. I've never been just the biggest social media guy. But now that, again, you have all this time, some of this time you are going to spend scrolling through. And it's crazy scrolling through social media because on social media, everyone is blaming politicians and the media for spreading all kinds of things about corona they saying republicans saying this falsely democrats saying this falsely this news group is saying this falsely that news group is saying this falsely and everybody's congregating on social media to you know bash the media and the powers that be and i'm not here to say what side i lean on one way or the other but what i am saying is it seems to me that social media is spreading just as much panic as the actual media because when you look at the media they're saying what they do they're getting paid to report stuff and it's about ratings and all that i get it but then you turn on social media and it doesn't get any better you would swear that some of the people on social media are getting paid by somebody to produce stuff and just throw things out there because in the midst of everyone having their own opinion in turn, they're doing the same thing that they are blaming the media and other outlets of doing. And I think that's funny because it's like, well, I guess when they blame it on the media, they should include social media into this also. Because the one thing about social media is it gives everyone a voice. And on another note, another thing that was brought up outside of the weights are things that are used to stream. So during this downtime, a lot of new YouTube channels popped up, a lot of new podcasts popped up, because again, it's, you know, a free country, a free world, depending on where you stay, and you have the right to get on board on the interwide web known as the internet and say whatever you want to say. You put your opinion out there. People are going to like it. They're going to dislike it. They're going to be with you. They're going to be against you. But it's a lot more people speaking now. And I'm not telling you not to do it. Hey, if you feel like you have something to say, say it. What I am saying is, though, people need to get to a point to where they understand the power of their words. Let's not use this time to just get out there and just start saying things that's, you know, really far-fetched. For instance... Well, let me not say, for instance, I don't want you to think that I'm condemning anyone for saying what they want to say, because me, I have Christian beliefs. Everybody doesn't have Christian beliefs. But when I speak, 
I speak from my point of view on Christian from a Christian standpoint, all while not bashing anyone else for believing whatever it is they believe, because you're free to believe whatever you want to. But it seems that when people get in front of the camera or in front of the mic to give their opinions, that a lot of times your opinion bashes someone else. It's one thing to say, you know, you hold this opinion while I hold this one and they don't, you know, they're incongruent or we disagree. It's another thing for me to bash you because you don't believe what I believe. And that's something we have to get away from because all this while while we're at home, you know, the old saying, idle mind, idle hands are the devil's playground. Idle mind is the devil's playground. One of them. Don't just get up there and start spewing stuff out. I believe it was Drake talking about Twitter trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. You know, don't don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. You know, don't do that. But I want to rewind because I'm getting off track. Use this time to build these relationships. Oh, no, no, no. Let me skip back. Stop bashing people for the mask. Now, I'm not saying don't wear the mask. I'm not telling people to wear the mask. What I'm saying is, if a person chooses not to wear the mask, don't berate and downplay them. I've been seeing things where people are saying, oh my God, you're so irresponsible. You're not wearing a mask. You don't care about anybody else. You young people are not caring about the old people because you're not wearing a mask. Now, while I'm not saying don't wear one, if you have access to a mask and you so choose to wear a mask, great. Masks are not mandatory. And then most people are wearing masks that are not the N95 and, you know, aren't the ones that are the most effective. So it's a way for us to be responsible but not going overboard. It's people who going outside in trash bags and whole body suits and paint masks and all kinds of things like that. I get it. You're being careful, but let's not go overboard. Some people out there are just going to extremes. You're driving down the street. You see people in their cars with masks on. You see people in their cars with gloves on which if you're driving with the gloves on, you're defeating the, the whole purpose, the entire purpose. Because not you had the right idea when you went out there and you said, you know what, I'm going to protect myself by wearing gloves. Do I think you needed to wear gloves? No, but you feel like you're, you know, you're being extra cautious. Cool. Then whatever it is you attempted not to touch, because you had the gloves on and you felt good about that, you then hopped in your car without removing your gloves and put your gloved hands that are full of whatever you attempted not to put on your natural hands and you're putting it on your steering wheel, you're putting it on your shift knob, on your radio, on your door. So now you've completely contaminated your car if your goal was that your gloves were preventing nasty stuff from getting on your hands. So let's think about the things that we're doing because that's the person who's probably bashing someone else 
for not wearing a mask. And then also, as clean as everybody wants to be now, please be this clean after this. After we come out of Corona and the world goes back to whatever it goes back to, please be clean. You know, it shouldn't take a worldwide pandemic for people to realize cleanliness is actually next to godliness. No, it doesn't say that in the Bible, but, you know, it's just putting emphasis on how, you know, important it is to be clean. So let us still remain to be clean. It shouldn't have taken a pandemic for people to know that when you cough, sneeze, things of that nature, you should cover your mouth. It is not okay to sneeze and cough in the face of others. Side note. But back to relationships. Corona has forced people to acknowledge relationships. So in that sense, I believe it's a good thing because some marriages, some parent-child relationships were probably on the brink because they fill their lives with so much other things that they didn't have time to spend and nurture relationships that needed to be nurtured. So while we have to socially distance ourselves, your family is your family who's under your roof is under your roof. So you cannot socially distance yourself. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. Everyone should not just be in their own rooms or their respective areas just constantly missing each other. While I'm not saying you have to spend all this time up underneath up underneath each other, you know, everybody does do need their, you know, own space. But overall, we should take this time to rekindle some things. Like if men, if you married her, you married her for a reason. And I know you probably saying, why is he harping on men in marriage? It's because I happen to be a man. I happen to be married. And I strongly believe that men need to get some things together. So a lot of things I harp on men because I feel like we're deficient in some areas. So, men, you look at her, you married her for a reason. Hopefully it was a good reason. But whatever your reason was, you're here now. And up until this point, you might have not given her the time, the honor that she's due because you had to go out with the fellas. You had to watch this game. Oh, it's football season. Oh, it's basketball season. Oh, the job is sending me here. Oh, the job is sending me there. Oh, honey, I'm so tired because I've been doing blase, blase, blase. And you've grown distant. Now is the time for you to rebuild and rekindle that relationship, for you to remember what it is that drew you close to her. And if you forgot because it's been buried under so many other things, now is that time to realize whether you remember why you married her or not, that you are married to her. And as your wife, she deserves a certain level of honor, respect and attention from you. So this is the perfect time for you to shake off all that other stuff and give this time to her. All the attention that you gave to all those other things in your life that took the time away from her, if you give her that attention, then I promise you that your marriage will soar. I promise you 
That if you don't feel like she's been treating you like a king, that if you give her the attention that you gave all these other things, that she will treat you like a king and a half. Women, you should do the same thing. But again, I'm a man, so I really want to speak on the man side, the male side, because the man is the cornerstone. He's the head of the household. So if the head of the household is in order, how he is that he should set the tone and the atmosphere for his household. His kids need to see him loving his wife. The wife needs to see him loving the kids. The kids can see, okay, this is how a man is supposed to be. If you have sons, now they have a role model. If you have daughters, now they see what they need to, what should I say, look for in a man. Because a lot of things when you see women accept a lot of stuff from males that I don't believe that they should. And could it be that it's lack of options? That's what I've heard from some females because I've asked. But in that same respect, I believe women don't ex- not expect, don't accept these things from men. And men, something in you should spark and realize that, uh, you know, I'm showing up a little less than what I'm supposed to. And that is the problem where I see in the world. Men are deficient in some things because we may or may not have had role models. We may or may not have had fathers in our household. We are now loosed into a world that is aiming at our flesh. And what do I mean by that? It's everything is sexually charged. If they're trying to sell a hamburger to a man, they showing a commercial with a hamburger on the shoulder of a woman in a swimsuit. Why would that make you want to buy a hamburger? I don't know. True story. Me and my wife were looking for washer and dryers. So I was on line on my phone looking for washer and dryers, trying to compare prices and whatnot. And I came to this one, you know, uh, I say third party retailer, not a big box place, but they sold appliances. <laughs> and the pictures for the washer and dryers, they had like washer and dryers, but they literally had women in swimsuits standing inside the washers, inside the dryers. And in my mind, I'm like, this is crazy. Is this the world we live in? To where a man would be more likely to buy a washer and dryer because the advertisement had a woman in a swimsuit standing inside of the washing machine. And clearly that means that that is the world we live in because they wouldn't have done it. But then I also thought, woman, what is wrong with you when they told you, hey, I'll pay you to get in a swimsuit and stand inside of a washer and dryer for an advertisement. This is that moment where I told you where you should do self-assessments for yourself, where you should really think about the decisions you made and think like if you're the man who's intrigued by the washing machine ad because it had a woman in a bathing suit in it, you need to rethink some things. If you're the woman who thought, hey, let me make a quick buck by putting a swimsuit on and getting inside of a washing machine, you need to rethink some things. So during this Corona-Rona bing-bang, 
let's say, hey, I've probably made some questionable decisions in my life. Can I do some things differently? Because we've all made questionable decisions. I think they had a commercial about that where they did that. I can't remember who it is, but I'm pretty sure they did. But yeah, this is this is that moment. Take your kids out in the backyard and play football with them. Do what they want to do. If you have smaller kids, you know, if you have bigger kids, you know, your interactions are different. But whatever it is that they want to do, take this time and do it, even if you don't want to. You don't play video games, but they do. Give them that time. Show them that even though this is something that you don't want to do, you're doing it because you want the time. Because time is something you cannot get back. While you can rekindle things later on in life if you mess up now, why even do that? Let's take the time that we have. Because I hope that this is also letting people know that tomorrow isn't promised. Because I'm pretty sure had you told everybody at the end of 2019 that most of 2020 would be canceled due to a global pandemic, I'm pretty sure people wouldn't have thought that that was going to happen. But this is truly a thing showing us to say that no one is immune to death. No one is immune to calamity. Things can happen at the drop of a dime. And again, this is the great equalizer because a lot of times things happen and it's location based. It may be in this country or on that continent, not this one. This is global. So I'm hoping that everyone is taking this time to see that tomorrow truly isn't promise. This is things, this is a thing that we should have, that we should have known before Corona. It shouldn't have taken Corona for us to realize that, hey, I need to get my marriage right. I need to get my life right. I need to get my relationship with my kids right. You know, I've been slacking on my job. There's some things that God put in me to do that I haven't done yet. And I really need to get on the ball. There are things that I should have said as a Christian, are you evangelizing? Do you care that people are dying and that you have the word inside of you and that God put you here to preach the gospel, bring people to repentance, do his will so that people are less likely to go to hell? This is that moment for us to get on the ball. This is that moment for us to do the things that we were supposed to do. No one was put on this earth by accident. No one were just was just put here and created by spare parts in the spare parts being of heaven. And God just threw it down and was like, hey, let it fall high lands. No, everyone has a purpose. If you do not know what your purpose is, this is the time for you to figure that out. How do you do that? You pray. You ask God. The Holy Spirit tells you he leads you to somebody who shapes and molds you and who opens your eyes to your purpose. Because again, we were all put here for a purpose. No one is here by mistake. And I'm also here to tell you, it doesn't matter what you've done to this point. It doesn't matter how your life has been up to this point. Things can change in an instant. Will they change in an instant? Who knows? I can't make things happen like that, but God can. If you say, you know what? I'm going to begin to be obedient. I'm going to follow the will of God. 
first I'm going to ask what the will of God is for my life. I'm going to accept him as my Lord and Savior. He will open up your eyes and he will begin to put you on the path of where you are supposed to be. So I don't want people to think that it's too late. I used to think that about myself as I was getting older and you start seeing other people and you're like, oh, my God, I'm this age and I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And you're looking at your friends or other people, you know, and you're seeing what they have accomplished, have accomplished versus what you've accomplished. And that sometimes gets you down because you figure you're getting too old for something. But it wasn't until I really sat down with God and he showed me that, hey, you're not dead yet. So while you can't get the time back that's gone from your life, you can begin now to start doing things there are some things that you haven't done that you still could do. There are some things that you should have done then that you still can do now. And you want to build that legacy. So whether you are doing something or not, you're still adding toward your legacy. So when you die, people are either going to say great things about you, they're going to say bad things about you, or they're not going to know you existed. Only one of those things should be something that you strive toward. When you die, you want great things to be said about you, about your family name. You don't want negative things to happen. And you don't want to live a life of mediocrity where you really didn't do anything. Because you are not mediocre. It doesn't matter what anyone has told you. It doesn't matter about anything that you've done. At the point you are now, this is that moment for you to come into repentance if you've been doing things that are incorrect and ungodly. This is that moment for you to accept God, accept your purpose and move. Corona is a moment of preparation. This is a moment of preparation, restoration. I know I just repeated myself, but that's how important this is. That's how much I want you to understand this. This is how much I want you to understand past all the political things, past all the people who saying New World Orders, Trump this, Democrats that, Republicans this, do this, do that, go left, go right. There are really things in play right now that our eyes need to be open to. And if we don't take the time to pay attention to these things, then you can miss out on a lot. You won't be prepared for certain things as they come along. And one thing you do not want to do in any area of life, if possible, is to be caught by things unaware. Because if you're caught by things that unaware, you really don't have any moment to get ready. Because by definition, you are unaware. But when you're aware of things that are to come, that means you're properly prepared for them when they get here. So these are the things that we need to do. If we are not right, then you are not prepared for anything because you can't even handle yourself. You can't even handle your own mindset and where you are. So if we don't get ourselves in check, if we don't have self-control, if we are not self-aware, then it doesn't matter how aware we are of anything else. Because if you can't control self, then you won't be able to control any situation that you're in or any situation that's coming. So 
Men, I'm speaking to the men again. This is a time for you to rebuild the foundation of your household. This is that time for you to say, okay, God, I've been tripping, 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 tripping. I've been tripping as a man. I've been tripping as a husband. I've been tripping as a father. I've been tripping at my job. Every place you've been tripping. And this is that time for you to get it in order. Why? Because the earth is on pause, giving everyone the opportunity to get themselves right. So please get yourselves right. And in the meantime, again, have some fun. Have some fun. Enjoy the time. When I'm telling you to restore relationships with your wife, with your kids, this isn't just that serious moment where you have to look into each other's eyes and just have stone-faced moments. No, have fun. But in the midst of having fun, get some things done. I came mostly in a serious tone because I don't want people to just exchange one fun for another fun and really not do anything that was profitable to them other than just say, hey, we had fun. No, use this time, have fun with your wife, your kids, and building something. Sit down and think about the mission for your family. What's the mission statement that you have for your family? What's the mission statement you have for your marriage? If you don't have one, use this time to figure it out. Because the mission statement tells you what your family was put here for. Sit down and figure it out and say, hey, you know, why are we together? What are we called to do? This is that moment for you to figure that out. So again, when the world opens back up, you have a mission. You have something that you know that you were put here to do that's going to occupy your time and that your time on this earth will be fruitful Because you're doing what you are supposed to be doing. Because I know a lot of times we can get caught up in being busy. Being busy and being productive is two different, are two different things. A lot of times we feel like because our schedule is so packed that we're being productive. When in actual, in actuality, you're only being busy. You've done a whole lot of nothing. When you sit back and counting, count the costs and get your receipts on everything you've done, you realize you really haven't done anything. You're tired, you're out of breath, and you did absolutely nothing because you kept getting distracted by busy work instead of productive work. But on that note, I'm going to let you go. You know, I just had to check in. I'm back with you all now so you can, you know, set your clock to me again. We're going to be talking a lot. Hope everybody is getting through this corona pandemic. Again, I'm praying for everybody who has to go out there and work. I'm praying for everyone who's lost loved ones, friends, or anything. If you've lost your jobs, I'm lifting all of you all up in prayer. Again, this is your boy Gabe. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at GabrielHarrell.com. That's G A B R I E L. H-A-R-R-E-L-L dot com. Leave me a message. I have a free ebook on that. It's a bunch of things I have planned for us this year. And again, we may be in this downtime now, but don't let it get you down. Until next time, this your boy Gabe, Weapons of War Podcast. Peace.